Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. Tracy, I'm sorry you're not here because I know you wish you could be. I'm here at Weaver's Orchard, and it is beautiful this time of year. The apples are everywhere. They're gorgeous. There's a lot of varieties. Tracy, I'm sorry you're not here, but, well, we have to get work done, and it's all about apples. So this is going to be fun. I'm here with Ed Weaver, and we are going to be talking about... Um, apples, of course, and some other interesting things, I think. He's going to have a lot of knowledge that I know I don't have about apples. So, Ed, you're a member of the Pennsylvania Apple Marketing Program? Yes, and uh, have been for many years. It's a grower-funded program, and, of course, we have participated in that since its beginning. And we really appreciate the work they do because it uh, is a, a tool in which uh, is used to, to market apples uh, in Pennsylvania and throughout, throughout, um, throughout the country, in fact, and even, uh, even abroad. So they do a lot of work for us uh, here as, you know, we're a direct marketer um, selling our product direct to the customer here in our farm market plus pick your own so there's a lot of uh, signage and uh, uh, point of sale materials that that they develop uh, that we can that we can use but even the other advertising that is done the marketing is done by the Apple marketing program mm-hmm. is beneficial to us yeah because I mean I see the, with the apples that you have out here that you have a lot of recipes and information about the different flavors and types of apples that you can pick up But you also, I mean, in addition to sitting on that committee, you're a grower, uh, you're a family man, you're a farmer. How long have you been doing all of this? Well, I like to say that, you know, I started out a fruit grower and and now I've become a business manager, but but my first love is still growing the fruit and I'm still Mm -hmm. involved in the production aspect here in the decision making, but my son, Justin, who is now 30, is our production manager, and he would be the fourth generation of wow. Weavers. Okay. I'm the third generation mm-hmm. here at Weavers Orchard, and, and so my grandfather, Daniel Weaver, and, uh, and my grandmother, Sadie, were the original owners here, and I learned growing from my grandfather and, and my father but I often say that I learned marketing from my grandmother because even as a child, I can remember going to the farmer's markets and my grandmother always managed the, uh, those market stands and helped out. Yeah, that's really great. So seeing, being a part of the orchard for that many generations, have you seen the varieties change and consumers' taste change through the years? Like, did your grandmother have a favorite that isn't even offered now or did your grandmother have a favorite that's still your favorite that you have? Oh yes, they they've changed dramatically. You know, we still grow some of the the older types and even things like smokehouse, which uh, originated here in Pennsylvania. Really, a smokehouse? I've never yes, heard of that. Yes, uh, and uh, we'll be sampling that here today. It's a green apple for baking, uh, but of course, in the early days, it was red delicious, golden delicious, Macintosh, uh, wine sap, uh, stamen, which is a t- type of wine sap. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you had at that time, you might have only had you know six or eight major varieties even though we grow grew some others as well even some of the old time ones one called baldwin which we don't grow anymore mm-hmm. but uh is being used for hard cider and uh 
So yes, the the varieties have changed dramatically. You know, in the back in the '70s, I guess it was, we started growing uh, Gala, mm-hmm. and uh, that of course uh, right now is our number two apple. Honeycrisp okay. is number one. Uh-huh. Honeycrisp quickly rose to the number one spot just because it has some distinct characteristics. But um, you did know, they, did they beat out Red Delicious? Oh, absolutely. Like a long yeah, time ago? a long time ago, okay. and Red Delicious. Um, People say Red Delicious, when it first came out, was a really good tasting apple. But over the years, they've they've selected uh, uh, strains that had they were looking for good color and early coloring, and I think they forgot to think about you know the taste. And so today, uh, Red Delicious is only a couple percent of our sales, and and it's still popular, you know, for some some people in in certain certain countries. But um, but we. Uh, here at the orchard, I think people would like to come out here to the orchard because of the the varieties they cannot that are not offered in the supermarkets. And you know, like we're uh, one of the popular ones now for us is Autumn Crisp, which was actually developed at Cornell University, and it's a little more tart than a Honey Crisp and ripens just a little later. But uh, our customers love that apple, and then. There's a lot of other new ones. There's there's uh, Crimson Crisp, which is one of the hardest apples we grow, and um, the hardest. So what would you use that the for? The firmest. People use and that it's for sim- like baking. Uh, it's baking. No, well, it can be used for baking because it does have a little tartness to it. But it's a, a really hard, good eating apple. Oh, okay. People that you know, Brayburn is another really yeah. hard apple. But I like the I like the Crimson Crisp a bit better than the Brayburn. Um, but some other popular varieties that, that are a little more well-known but aren't always offered in the supermarkets are things like Johnna Gold. These are your favorites. Mm-hmm. I love Johnna okay. Gold apple. And and then also uh, Crispin, which is also known as Mutsu. It, was, it, yes. it originated okay. in Japan and was yes. given the name Mutsu. And somebody had the bright idea they ought to give it an American name uh-huh. here. So they changed oh. it to Crispin. Okay, so when you see but, it, they're the same. So Crispin and Mutsu are the same apple. My dad goes crazy for your Crispin apples. Yeah, it's a oh, great, can't stop talking about great apple for mm-hmm. pies and apple crisp. Mm-hmm. But then we're also growing now one called Shizuka. And okay. it's actually a sister to um, the Crispin. Okay. Developed, Shizuka. Developed... Uh, you know, around the same time, some of the same crosses, and Shizuka is, is about a week to ten days earlier than the Crispin, and it's just a little bit sweeter and a little bit different flavor, but that's becoming popular for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about some other, other varieties that uh, people uh, really like to come out here for, you know, even like when we do, I mean, right now we're picking Jana Mac, which isn't real familiar, but it's a little earlier than Macintosh. And uh, it's a cross between Jonathan and uh, and uh, Jonathan, Jonathan and Macintosh. Yes, so they so, call him John Mac. So, do you have an apple named after you yet? No, there's no apples named Ed. Why would you name an apple Ed? But I will mention I will mention Star Gala, uh-huh. which is an, one of the earliest galas that's uh, available, and it was it was actually found here at our orchard, and we actually have a patent on that variety. It hasn't become super popular because it has some challenges to growing it, but it's earlier and it's larger than most gala and has a great flavor. So we do like that apple. And you as well. have them available probably September or they well, start what? Well, the star gale are usually we started picking them a week ago, so um, August twenty, 
and we usually sell those first. We don't try to hold them long, you know, so mm-hmm. we have them for three or four weeks and then we go into the other galas. And, you know, there's so many. We grow about ten different types wow. of gala. Wow. And some Just of them, gala. Yeah, and some of them are a, uh, a, a nice orange, uh, yellow background with a red blush, and some of them are a completely red apple. So they do look a bit different, but flavor's all very very similar on mm-hmm. the, the different types of gala. So when you say you pick those earlier and you don't hold them for too long, when you when you when you come to an orchard and you're picking up apples that are freshly picked, it's probably very different than shopping at the grocery store um, and getting apples from your distributor, I'm guessing, unless some of them carry sure. local produce. But how do you store the apples and like how do you store them? personally mm-hmm. and what does all of this talk about apples that are stored in is it nitrogen or is well it gas they call them controlled something? atmosphere okay. storage and I'll explain yes. that but we don't we don't use the controlled atmosphere storage because mm-hmm. uh, um, we we sell a lot of our apples in the fall and early winter controlled atmosphere is used more for longer term storage mm-hmm. and basically what it is it's a very safe method an apple gives off um, carbon dioxide as it ripens and it uses oxygen as it ripens. So what they do is they fill the storages and they and they seal it and they and they pull the carbon dioxide out of the air and put oxygen into the air and also control closely the temperature and the humidity. And by doing that, they can slow the ripening process. Oh, okay. Uh, but they they have to seal the rooms up and then. Um, you know, come March, April, whenever they, they want to use them, then they then they open the storages up, and and it's best to use them within then a you know a month or two. Mm-hmm. Now another method that's been com- becoming very uh, common, and we can do in smaller batches, is is something that's called smart fresh. And if people Google that, they can they can learn exactly what it is. But but it's uh, you know so we'll fill a smaller room with say a thousand bushels. And Smart Fresh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it comes in a tablet form, and I, we have an aerator that actually you, you put it in, it goes into the air, and it actually permeates through the the whole um, the whole room. And it, what it does is it closes the pores on the apple. Mm-hmm. So when those when those pores are closed, or those those receptors as we call them are closed, then then it helps to seal that apple off. And it also slows the ripening process, and it's a very it's FDA approved. It's a very safe method, and it, and the nice thing about it, it also, um, as opposed to the controlled atmosphere storage, when you take those apples out and they go into the market into the customer, it increases the shelf life mm-hmm. um, because of the process that it's gone through, and so sure. that's uh, a very safe. Um, method of uh, for a little longer term storage as well. Is that is that the same thing as sealing an apple in a in a wax or like a waxy coating? Well, you you're thinking sometimes, and that's that's typically a vegetable wax that oh, they're okay. putting on. And does that seal the pores? It helps. It, it does help preserve the 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 apple okay. a, a bit, but the other reason they're doing that is just for appearance. Oh, you know, to make it makes them more glossy. Uh, yeah, for, and the supermarkets like that. You yeah. know, the people shopping the supermarkets like yes. that. Yeah. You know, I've I've often said some of your best tasting apples are not the most attractive ones. Mm-hmm. 
and you know and I think that's the advantage we have here mm -hmm. at our farm market people aren't they're not they don't want that waxed apple supermarket apple yeah, they don't have to buff it and see their face in the yeah, apple right right mm -hmm. and so um, and you know so of course too here you know we um, we do a lot of the pick your own apples mm -hmm. in the fall and people really enjoy coming out to pick their own apples and it's mm -hmm. it's the experience too that they enjoy not just the uh, the fact that they're getting the apples right. to take home because it creates a memory for children and mm -hmm. kids can remember where food comes from right. but what kind of events do you have coming up then in the fall yeah we do what we call our fall family fun days every mm -hmm. saturday um, starting the middle of september and going to the end of october and and we of course have our pick your own orchards open during that time uh, we have uh, hay rides running mm -hmm. uh, through the orchard to the pumpkin field where people can can buy buy pumpkins we have we have some rides uh, for, for the children. We usually have a band on stage mm -hmm. in the afternoons oh, to create really? atmosphere okay. and have a lot of food items, including, yeah. of course, our apple cider, okay, which good. is very popular in the fall. We make our own apple cider here. And then also uh, we do the apple cider donuts. You know, not quite as healthy, oh, but nice. at least it has apple in it. Yes. And they're very okay. popular. And then we do caramel apples. And uh, along with other food items as well, you know, the, the typical hot dogs, burgers, french fries. Yeah. And, of course, we make the best french fries of anywhere, you know. You do? Oh, of course we do. You don't I, believe me? You've got to come and try come it. I will come back and try them and the, the <laughs> apple cider donuts. And I'll cut my sugar by... Um, sh uh, the other gal, Julie, um, was talking about saving calories and using apple cider with uh, sparkling water to save the calories. Yeah. But when yeah. you're coming for uh, apple cider donuts and french fries, then we just throw that out the Well, way. everything in moderation. Yeah, you know, right. they, they go out and pick their apples first, you yes. know, and then eat an apple, too. So, you know. So. Fill up on an apple first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so some of your favorite apples, then, aren't the prettiest apples. Like the Braeburn's not a beautiful apple. Great. But that's a great, great. apple for yeah. sauces a, it and is. pies, I think. Yeah, and for salads and that kind of yeah. thing, it holds its shape well. I mean, right now I would say, you know, one of my favorite apples is this uh, Autumn Crisp that From I mentioned earlier. Okay. That's probably becoming one of my uh, favorite apples. But, you know, another one I didn't mention that people like to come out for is Cortland. Oh. Uh, and Cortland is, is an it's in the or? Macintosh family. Yeah, that's been around for quite a few years. has okay. a very distinct flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, we started harvesting that around second week in September. Usually have it to the end of October. Mm -hmm. It doesn't store as well. It doesn't hold, stay firm as long in storage. Mm -hmm. But it, that's, a, that's a real popular apple as well. Okay. Oh, and you know what else we what? forgot to mention that's a favorite for my, myself in the spring? Well, two of them. In the spring? Um, is Fuji and Pink Lady. An, inter oh. an interesting fact is uh, there are some varieties of apples that uh, lose their flavor as they're the longer in storage. And mm -hmm. Red Delicious and Gala are two of those. They, they don't retain their flavor as mm -hmm. well. But there are the other varieties, like the Pink Lady and Fuji, that the flavor is enhanced as the longer it's in storage. Really? I and, never knew that. Uh, okay. And Fuji so and that's why we get to the springtime. I eat a lot of Fuji and a lot of Pink Lady apples. So those are some that you keep through the winter then? Right. Oh, yeah. get yeah, out of town. So come back in, when when to come back? Should we come back well, and buy those? Well, yeah, you know, we have in them, January? we do have them available in the fall as yeah. well. But, you know, that's when people are buying a lot of, of Gala and Honeycrisp. Right. And, and that's great, you know, but uh, uh, some people, you know, like to buy the Fuji in, in right. the fall okay, as, so as well. But you yeah. get into February, March, April, okay. May, then... 
uh, Fuji and Pink Lady are the ones that we're hanging on to for longer longer term storage and for those sales. Right. You know, even in May and June. I mean, this year we had Fuji up till I think the end of June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mark your calendars for February, March, April, May to try the Fuji and Pink Lady. Well, and yeah, mark that. your calendars for for those, but yes. mark your calendars for the for, for the end of September <laughs> yes. to get out here and pick some pick your own. Uh, uh, Honeycrisp and uh, well, Honeycrisp might be done by the end of September, but uh, you know, actually, oh, there's going to be so many varieties. There's so many. We from, usually right? we often have 15 varieties to choose from. You know, wow. there the last week in September, the first couple weeks in in October. Okay, so it sounds like it's going to be a fun fall here at Weaver's Orchard. Try some new flavors that you haven't before, and definitely, I never knew that about the aging of the Fuji and Pink Lady. How can people find out about events? Well, the, the best method is, you know, our website, which is weaversorchard.com, mm-hmm. and we try to keep that updated even with our pick your own, you know, what's yeah. happening, but our events uh, information is on there, including we do birthday parties here, we have sites for, you know, to, to host private parties, mm-hmm. and uh, we do a lot of school tours in the fall, and uh, so there's a lot of events, we do a lot of educational mm-hmm. Uh, opportunities here at the newsletter? orchard and and we do have uh, people can go to our website okay. sign up for our our e-blast okay, newsletter uh, and also can uh, follow us on facebook on uh, twitter on pinterest and, and on instagram, instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes so definitely check it out um we love weaver's orchard and we live close by and i know a lot of friends do too so come and pick your own and it's really wonderful to connect with growers. And everyone, I think, that works in the shop is always helpful answering questions. Um, and if they don't know the answer, they always find out, I think, which is always nice about shopping in your local market. And you carry other local um, items as well, locally sourced items. So yes. if you want to do, like, uh, a cheese and apple pairing, mm-hmm. you carry the De Bruno's cheese, mm-hmm. right? So well, we carry four different types of cheeses, oh, at September least. September Farms. Yes, and Conabella. Um, yes, they're mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's perfect for yeah. a fall party. Mm-hmm. Do like a cheese, a locally sourced cheese and locally grown apple mm-hmm. tasting. Mm-hmm. And then check out weaversorchard.com mm-hmm. for the events. Sign up for the email blast. And uh, I think it's really wonderful. Next time we're going to talk about Johnny Appleseed. We'll cool. Well, Johnny maybe Appleseed you need to interview our Johnny Appleseed sometime. Yeah. His no. name's John Henschel. No. And he'll be here on September... Uh, and I forget the date right yeah. now. It's on the website. 12th, I think it is. Okay, maybe but I yes. talk to him. Uh, he's a great guy. He loves uh, doing the story, telling the stories of Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. That's wonderful. So make sure to connect with your local growers. Stop out at Weaver's. They're located here in the Morgantown, Elverson area, right off Route 10. Um, and just get involved with local growers. The apple butter, the apple cider, the apples. Apple pick sauce. It, yeah, pick it all your own and make it at home or buy it here. So thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. And uh, find me at phoebespurefood.com for recipes, destinations, and fun tips. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.